So let us discuss unity. Remember what we were told. We were told that want, what we want now is unity. What we want now is to bring the country together. This is what we were told, okay? This is what we were heard after the election because, see, Trump was just evil, and, uh, and you had to be told, and you had to be warned, and we had to do whatever we had to do to ensure you knew Trump was evil. And so now we made hopefully Trump evil enough. And uh, look, here's the election. Oh, don't pay attention to any of the weird things that may have gone on. Just just forget about it, right? Let's have unity, huh? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. That's what happened. And it can't make it up. That's what happened. We all saw it with our own eyes. What's important to remember is that there is absolutely no want for unity. Unity is a lie. It's not that I wouldn't want it. I would love a country that was in, interested in, you know, being a country. But we have this divide. It's why when we talk about some of the, you know, things that trend in social media and the questions people ask about where's the country going, I make no bones about it. I, I do not um, pretend something is not happening when it is. The country is divided. Now, that doesn't mean you're divided from your neighbor. Right? You may like your neighbor, and your neighbor may think differently than you. I'm arguing that in its political structures and in its power structures, the country is divided. And it's going to have to work out this divide conversation, and we see it in a lot of different ways. One of the ways we see it is this conversation now from Black Lives Matter. One of the co-founders saying out loud, well, you know, systemic racism is everywhere. It's like the air we breathe. That's the actual quote. Well, once you get into things like that, you have no possibility of anything actually working out because the people of Black Lives Matter, the Marxists that they are, believe in subjugation, not in a better nation. And, well, I, I can't work with that, so it's over. You think I care what anybody says about it? I, I've got the facts on my side. They've got emotional claptrap on their side. Someone's going to scream and call me a name, blah, blah, blah. You're going to call me a name. I'm, I, I've gotten very used to this. doesn't change anything. doesn't make me bend. You decide you don't like what somebody has to say, so you immediately go to racist. You don't like how a decision gets made, you immediately go to racist. Far different than whether or not racism exists. Anti-Semitism exists. These things exist. Okay. I'm never going to stop the person from hating me because of my religion. I'm just going to go about living my life. But if you were to show me a system that keeps me from being able to do something because of my religion, we can have a conversation. Same thing would be true about color of skin. But systemic racism is everywhere. It's like the air we breathe. That's to say you, for the color of your skin, if it's not a certain color, should be guilty and you should feel guilty. And then we should force you to do things because of your guilt. Yeah, I pay no attention to that whatsoever. And I don't pay attention to Black Lives Matter, this Marxist organization that has failed America. And the people who still buy into it, they're the ones who are questionable. Now, you might say to me, Tony, where's your unity? I only talked about the organization and explained the organization's issues. That's a far, di far different than whether or not I'm going to have a conversation with a friend or a conversation with you or a conversation with anybody about race in America. I'm still willing to do it. I'm waiting for opportunities to gather people together and more than happy to do it in a way that is raw and is honest and more challenging than anything you're going to see on, on, on any of the cable news outlets or network news outlets for sure. But this is a unity conversation. The people who told us 
They want unity. Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes is the former Deputy National Security Advisor to Barack Obama. Ben Rhodes is the guy who created the echo chamber about the Iran nuclear deal. He knew it was a garbage deal, but ideologically this is what they wanted. So they leaked stories to reporters who then wrote stories, and then they used those stories to prove the importance of the deal. See how that works? Ben Rhodes is a duplicitous guy. Donald Trump is a better man than Ben Rhodes every day of the week and twice on Sunday. There, there, there you go. So Ben Rhodes, in responding to Jake Tapper and all about the challenges that we'll be seeing tomorrow, the story has always been more about the extremism of the Republican Party than Trump, and that story doesn't end in 20 days. You see, everything was about Trump. Trump's the problem. Trump this, Trump that. And now that the election is over and the challenges, while they'll happen tomorrow, have a very, very less than 1% chance of being successful in changing the election result. I mean, they do. They have a just this fractional of a chance. Let's be clear. That doesn't make me weak on the subject. Somebody, I think somebody had, had reached out or someone shared with me that, Tony, you're murky on this. I don't think I'm murky on anything. I think that you don't hear what you want to hear, and therefore you decide that I'm the problem. I'm the honest broker here. There are election issues, and only the most radical people don't know that or won't pay attention to it. Unfortunately, those radical people are journalists. They're the ones not paying attention. But Ben Rhodes wants you to know it's more about, it's not about Trump, it's about the Republican Party. No unity. No unity at all. Here's a story of a guy by the name of Rodney Robinson. Who is he? The 2019 Teacher of the Year at Richmond Public Schools. Who wrote, who are Mitch McConnell's neighbors? I'm just saying Rand Paul's neighbor did what a true Kentucky hero should do. It's your turn to step up. Rand Paul's neighbor uh, tackled him, blindsided him, broke a couple ribs. And that's what this guy wants to happen to Mitch McConnell. And then the school district is like, we don't condone violence. Thank you, teacher, for your heartfelt apology. If I said that, no apology would matter. I'd be out. Unity? No, 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 no. Covering for people you like. Covering for people who politically agree with you. That's not unity. It's obscenity. Which brings us to Tim Alberta from Politico. Tim Alberta, he's got himself a new plan. Words matter. It's past time we reformed our political terminology. We should not, for the rest of their careers, refer to any of these Republican Electoral College objectors as conservatives. They are radicals. They are extremists. There is nothing conservative about subverting democracy. People should not, writers and broadcasters need to think critically about how to describe people like Ted Cruz and Jim Jordan. When in doubt, use far right, but calling them uh, conservative is profoundly misleading. There is no unity. Oh, by the way, uh, there is no, there are no journalists. This is, this is the journalist, uh, one of their big guys, Tim Alberta, letting you know how to describe other people. They have a point of view. They take a look at the election and say this is not right. Certainly Pennsylvania is not right, and anybody who says otherwise is just flat out lying. So no longer should they be treated well. They should be uh, castigated. They they should be insulted. They want to make sure 
that things are on the up and up. But reporters don't think there's anything wrong, which is, of course, the problem. Now, there's no unity, guys.